Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Cork Church. Good morning, Cork Church. Good morning, that's better. Uh, Donna and I are absolutely thrilled and delighted to be here in Cork and to have been able to spend uh, a little bit of time with Pastor Nick and Catherine. And uh, we really did have great fun yesterday. I don't know how many cakes we ate. I don't know how much Indian food we consumed last night. But uh, it was just lovely spending time with Pastor Nick and Catherine yesterday. And it's lovely to be here and thank you, Nick, for uh, the privilege of ministering here today. And we do bring you greetings, uh, church from Whitewell. And if you ever come up uh, the other side of the border, and if you're ever up in Northern Ireland, please call in and see us at Whitewell and make yourself known to us. We'd be delighted to have you with us as we worship and serve the Lord together. But let's turn to the Word of God this morning, shall we? And if you have a Bible with you, would you please turn with me to the the hymn book of the Old Testament. And the hymn book of the Old Testament, of course, is the book of Psalms. And we're going to read a few verses from Psalm 31, commencing at verse 14, reading 15 and 16. I want to preach to you this morning just on six words from this short portion of Scripture. So Psalm 31 and verse 14. But as for me, I will trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me for your mercy's sake. Let's pray for a second, shall we? Lord, we thank you for the word of God. That it's not man's words about God, but it's God's word to men and to women. We pray this morning, Lord, as we take this time to read your word and to lift out the thoughts, the Spirit of the Lord will come amongst us, that you will help the preacher, but also help the listener. Give us ears to hear, and may we hear this morning what a preacher says, but more than that, may we hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say through him. Bless this house. Bless this church. Bless these pastors. Bless thy people this morning. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. He is one of the most charismatic and the best known personalities of the whole of the Old Testament. First of all, this man I want to briefly talk about, and I just want you to think about the letter S, because the letter S just kind of sums this particular Bible celebrity up. First of all, he was a son. He was the youngest son, the youngest son of Jesse, 
the Bethlehemite. He was a shepherd boy, a teenage shepherd who became a slayer of giants and a soldier, a warrior soldier in Saul's army. He became son-in-law to a king. He was an inspired songwriter. He was the sweet singer of Israel. And yet despite having such an incredible CV, he also sadly shows us that he was a terrible, an awful, a great sinner. But thankfully, a sinner that experienced grace, a sinner that experienced mercy, a sinner who was restored. Finally, he was a sovereign himself, the sovereign of Israel. And from his seed, the Savior of the world would come in the fullness of time. His name, of course, was King David. Now late in life and under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, this David, this charismatic David, he takes up his pen and he writes the words of our text this morning. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, those last six words, my times are in your hands. Those six words are for me one of the most encouraging, one of the most comforting of all texts in the entire Old Testament canon. The word times refers to a period of time, but a period of time of any length. A time could be a matter of fleeting moments. It could be minutes. It could be hours. A time could even be days. A time could even be years. And from our time to be born to our time to die, as Solomon says, there are hundreds, yea, there are even thousands of individual times in our lives. Each time, every time, like an individual thread that's woven into the tapestry of our life. And in our text this morning, my times are in your hand. In our text this morning, David is thinking about some, some of the times of his particular life. The time when the prophet Samuel, Samuel the seer, called at his humble home there in Bethlehem and in front of all his jealous oldest brothers, Samuel anointed him to be the next king of Israel. What a time in anyone's life. The time as a mere 
teenager. Any teenagers here this morning? Raise your hand if you're a teenager. Gavin, what are you raising your hand for? <laughs> Nobody believes that. The time is a mere teenager. He waltzed into the valley of Elah. And there he slew the Philistine champion, Goliath. How God took a scrawny teenager with red hair and rosy cheeks and caused him to slay the giant with a mere stone from a slingshot, from a glorified catapult. The harsh times. The times when King Saul threw a javelin at him, tried to pin him to the wall and take his life. The times, the times, the years of hiding, the years of being on the run, the years of living in forests and caves, trying to evade capture from the jealous and the insane murder of Saul. Oh, what time that was. The time he wept. The time he wept at the news of his best friend Jonathan's death on the battlefield by the hand of the Philistines. Every one of those times a thread. Sometimes a bright colored thread. Sometimes a dark thread woven to make the tapestry that was King David's own personal life. The time of his coronation. The time when first of all the men of Judah came and anointed him to be king over all Judah. And then seven years later, all the tribes of Israel came and made him king of all Israel. What a time to be crowned the king. The time of his sin. The time of his sin, the time of his adultery, the time of his murder of Bathsheba's husband, even the time of God chastening David for his sin, but the time of his restoration, the time of his recovery from sin, the times when grace touched his life, the times when mercy visited his heart, the time of family trials, the times of family strife, the time when the news was brought to him that one of his sons, Absalom, had been killed in battle, the time when David stood in front of all Israel, the tears running down his cheeks, and he cries, Oh, Absalom, Absalom, my son, my son, would God I had died for thee. The time of grief, the time of family trife, the time of betrayal, the time of rebellion in his kingdom, the time of plague. We've come through the plague of a pandemic. David went through the time of plague and the time of even losing a baby. David stands, church, this morning. He stands at the vantage point of getting old. And he writes, My times, the good times, the bad times, the high times, the low times, my times are in your hands. 
God's sovereign hand purposefully weaving every thread into the tapestry that was David's life. Sort of lady this morning, brother and sister this morning, just as David's times, all your times, every single one of your times, just like David, all your times are in God's hands. Yes, just as David's times were in God's hands. This morning, your times are in his hands. My times is in his hands. Whitewell Church in Belfast, times are in his hands. And thank God this morning, Cork Church's times are in his hands. Psalm 56 and verse 3 warns us there is such a thing as a time of fear. Psalm 27 and verse 5 warns us that there is a time of trouble. Proverbs 24 and 16 warns there is a time when we fall. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us there are times when we weep. There are times when we mourn, and there are times when we lose. And Micah chapter 2 and verse 3 even warns of such a thing as evil times. Maybe brother this morning, maybe sister this morning, as you look at David in our story, as you look at David today, you see yourself. And you know, I hope you can see yourself. Just as you look at David, perhaps you can see yourself this morning. Perhaps in the last 12 months, you too have had times. Times when you've laughed. Hands up if you've had times when you've laughed. Not a very happy church. <laughs> Hands up if you've had times in the last 12 months when you've laughed. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've had times when you've laughed. Maybe you've also had times when you've cried. Times when things went according to plan. Amen? Times when things didn't go according to plan. Times when they went as you wanted them to go. Times when they went the way you didn't want them to go. Colorful threads of joy dark threads of sorrow, lean times, worrying times, times of illness, exams passed, exams failed, doors opened, doors closed, good times, bad times. But notice carefully, church, this morning, whatever those times were, my times are in his hands. Will you say praise the Lord this morning? My times are in his hands. All our times are in his hands. David, David, ladies and gentlemen, realized that the times that came to him, they didn't come to him as a result of blind chance. They didn't come to him because someone somewhere was rolling a dice. No, David realized all his times 
the good times, the bad times, the great times, the not so great times. Every time had been in God's hand. God was allowing those times. Listen, nothing had come into David's life. And nothing comes into our lives that God has not permitted. Every one of those trials, there was a purpose in it. Do you see that trial that you went through in the past 12 months? Do you see that trial that you're going through right now? Do you see the trial that you're about to go into but you don't know it yet? Every single one of those times, there's purpose in it. There's a purpose in it. And God doesn't send those times along to you to make you bitter. He sends them along to make you better. You see, you don't prove God on the mountaintop. You prove God in the valley. You don't prove God when you're clapping and you're dancing. You, praise, you prove God when you're on your knees and there's no other place to turn. Every one of those trials, there's purpose in it. What is the purpose? Ultimately, for your good always. And we know, says Paul to the church at Rome, know what? And we know that all things, what? Work together for good. He doesn't say that all things are good. But he says that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. There's purpose in what you're going through. There's purpose in what you've been through. And there's purpose perhaps in what you're yet to go through. Ladies and gentlemen, for God's glory, those times come as well. Listen to Job and Psalm, or sorry, Job 23, verse 10. Job says, He knows. He knows the way that I take. Listen to this. And when He has tested me, what? I shall come forth as gold. You do know this morning you're not the finished product yet? You do know that, don't you? When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. You may feel this morning there's a giant in my life. Pastor David from Belfast, why has God allowed this giant to come into my life? This giant that is threatening, this giant that is intimidating. Why has God allowed this giant to come into my life? Do you not know why? So that God can bring out the David that's in you. That's why God allows the giant. God allows the giant not to see you lying in the dust but to see you standing with your foot on the giant and its head in your hand, giving glory to God. That's why God allows the times that we come across. Look at the times of Joseph in the closing chapters of the book of beginnings. The times of Joseph. Look what Joseph went through in the land of Egypt. The time of betrayal. You know, it's one thing, Pastor Nick, when a friend betrays you or someone you thought was a friend, but it's a completely different kettle of fish when it's your own family who betray you. 
And they betrayed the young Joseph. The time of betrayal. The time of being tempted by your boss's wife. And when you said no, the time you were lied about. And for living righteously and living godly and for saying, how can I do this great thing and sin against God? For doing what was right. Thrown into prison. Thrown into prison. Oh, the time of wrongly imprisoned and even in prison. The time of being forgotten. Am I speaking to someone here this morning and you feel forgotten? Am I speaking to someone here this morning and you feel that even God has forgotten you? Joseph experienced the time of being forgotten. There he was in the prison. In the prison. But one day, one day, Joseph woke up. Again, he woke up in the same stinking, horrible prison. He woke up and he was still that same prisoner. But that night, before the sun set, he was no longer a prisoner. He was the prime minister. And he was no longer in the prison. He was in the palace. My times are in your hands. Ladies and gentlemen, and with divine hindsight, Joseph is able to say in Genesis chapter 50, he says, what you meant for evil, listen, God meant it for good. Ladies and gentlemen, Church of Cork this morning, our times, hallelujah, our times are in his hands. Will you say amen? My times are in your hands. David said that a thousand years, a millennium, before the fullness of time when God sent forth a son made of a woman. My times are in your hand. But listen to me, sir and lady, this morning. I want you to get this. If you forget everything else to say, take this home with you. Here's what I want to say to you. Don't focus on the times. No. Instead, focus on the hand that those times are in and on the God who owns that hand. What a place to be. In the hands of God. In those amazing, creative, all-encompassing hands. Let's just drop anchor for a second, shall we? Those hands. Those hands that hurl the stars into orbit. Those hands that created and formed and fashioned and threw galaxies into space. What hands? And yet the same hands that created our earth with its moon and our solar system, part of the Milky Way galaxy, the same hand, he also forms and he weaves the embryo in the womb. Those same hands puts the individual fingerprint on every single digit and also writes the DNA code in every single one, listen to this, of your 37 trillion cells that make up your body. And you want to tell me that evolution is the way to go? 
If you want to believe in evolution, you go ahead, but that makes you a monkey's uncle. The same hand that flung the stars into space. And David says in Psalm 139, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, the hands that flings the stars into space. And then those hands, they're not just creative hands. Those hands are saving hands. If you don't believe me, ask Peter. Peter's walking on the water and momentarily he takes his eyes off Jesus and he starts to sink. And he hasn't got time for a big fancy prayer. It's a very simple prayer. Lord, save me. And Matthew tells us immediately. Jesus stretched forth his hand and saved him. Those hands this morning are creative hands and they're saving hands. But thirdly, those hands, thank God this morning, those hands are keeping hands. John 10, verses 27, 28. The Lord Jesus says these great words, My sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me, and I give them eternal life. Listen to this. And they shall never perish. Listen. And neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. Hallelujah. What a place to be. What a place to be. Ladies and gentlemen, what a place to be. Again, it's not about the times. It's about the hand that all of our times are in creating hands, saving hands, keeping hands. Now look one last time at those hands. Can you see the scars of love? Because they're wounded hands. Wounded for me. Wounded for me. There on the cross. He was wounded for me, gone my transgressions, and now I am free, all because Jesus was wounded for me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's his hands. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11 speaks of him, listen, making everything beautiful. When? In his time. Isn't that beautiful? He is going to make everything beautiful in his time. Church at Cork, watch. Church at Cork, wait. He will make everything beautiful in his time. But church this morning, not only have our past times been in God's hands. But those times that are yet to be, they're also in his hands. Hallelujah this morning. The tapestry isn't finished. He still has threads to weave. The musical that is your life and my life is still being composed and he has still notes and sounds to put into your song. All our future times Every one of them is in his hands. Church at Cork, you have been a church for 30 years. From that first Lord's Day 30 years ago, when Pastor Nick Sr. 
And his wife, Anne. Yeah, got that right, didn't I? And Pastor Nick Jr. I, I can't really imagine him as being a junior, but there you go. And Catherine. That time you sat in that front room, the four of you, and you held your first service and you announced you were going to be at church. People walked past and laughed and said, they're a bunch of crazies. But even that time, hallelujah, was in his hand. Will you say praise the Lord? When that uncle traveled all the way from New Zealand, Australia, whichever one it was, and came back here and told you all the gospel, that time was in his hand. And as a result of that, look what it is today. Will you say praise the Lord? His times. Yes, this church's times has been in his hand. The time of persecution. Because everybody wasn't happy you were starting your own church. The time of persecution. The time of being ostracized. Even those times. The times of sacrifice. The times of hardship. Pastor Nick, those times. Every one of them. The good and the bad. Were in God's times. Either in God's hand. The time when you were misrepresented. The time when you needed a building to call a spiritual home and you scratched your head and you prayed, Lord, where? Even that moment, that time was in his hand. When you took a step of faith 25 years ago and you launched summer fire, even that time was in his hand. You just thought you were making the decision. But no, that time was in God's hand. All those times were in God's hands. And to all the pastors of this great church this morning, to all the staff of this great church, to all the members of this great church this morning, listen, all your times as a church has been in God's hands. The times of the past, the times of the present, and even the times that you're about to encounter Every one of them is in his hand. Your future times are in his hand. Some of you, in a few weeks' time, a few months' time, will have time, have a time of hospitalization. You will go under the surgeon's knife. You will experience the anesthetist anesthetic. Even that time is in his hand. Some of you in the coming year may lose a job. Your boss will call you in and says, listen, you're a great worker, but sorry, times are hard and we're going to have to let you go. Listen to me, even that time is in his hand. Amen. The job doesn't matter, it's the hand that matters. Because the same hand that the time is in, that's also the hand that provides. That's the hand that provides. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you're about to encounter this year, next year, those times are in God's hands. Pastor Nick, you hear me today, my friend and my brother. You do not fear. You do not falter. You do not faint because God's hand is on you and your times are in his hand. And everybody said, now I've got to close. But there's one last time I need to talk about in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18, John speaks about the last times. It's a strange little phrase that, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, this morning the world that we live in, the world has witnessed all sorts of times 
down through its history. But any student of Bible prophecy will tell you today that we today are really in the last times. Pastor David, I don't like how it's all shaping up. Listen to me, I tell you something. These times are momentous times. These are the times that prophets and seers dreamed about and would give their right arm to be here and to be part of. Ladies and gentlemen, the last times, the time period, the time, the period just prior to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the time that we are living in right now on this Mother's Day Sunday on the 18th, oh, it is the 18th, isn't it? The 18th of March. We are living today. You are living today. I am living today. We are living in the last times, the times just prior to the greatest event in history. The second coming, the glorious second coming, coming visibly, coming personally, coming literally of the Lord Jesus Christ. What did Jesus speak about in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24? He talked about wars and rumors of wars. Some of you are here today because of wars and rumors of wars. But those times were in God's hand that he may bring you here to be part of what he's going to do. Jesus spoke of wars and rumors of wars. He spoke of famine. He spoke of pestilence. He spoke of earthquakes. He spoke of tribulations. He spoke of false prophets. Look at the times we're living in. The Russian bear is awakening from years of hibernation. The Chinese dragon is awakening from years of hibernation. NATO in the West, forced to take a defensive posture. Here's the one that gets me, Pastor Nick. Iran, the mad mullahs in Tehran and Iran, ladies and gentlemen, supplying the Russians with weaponry. Do you think they're doing that for free? Do you think they're doing that just to get a pat on the back? Why are they doing it, Pastor David? So that Russia will give them what they desire so much, their own nuclear bomb. Can you imagine Iran armed with a nuclear arsenal? Do you think little Israel is just going to sit there and say, well, wait and see what happens? These are the last times. Ladies and gentlemen, North Korea. Look what's going on there. Look what's going on all around the world. All around our world this morning, creation is groaning. The earth is travailing. But hallelujah, the last times, they are the prelude to the best times. When Christ returns to make a new heaven and a new earth, when the bridegroom comes for his bride and the commander-in-chief of all of heaven's armies comes to defeat and destroy his enemies once and for all. And in case you don't know it, I've read the Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. I've read the closing chapters. Do you know what it tells me? 
He wins. He wins. And we win. And his enemies lose. Hallelujah this morning. My times are in his hands. Even these last times, even these end times are in his hands. I told you a lie. There's one more time. Sir, lady, this morning, if you were to die today, and you might, if you were to die today, sir, if you were to die today, lady, and you might, would God, would God let you into his heaven? Let me say that again. If you were to die today, do you know, 100%, do you know that God will let you into his heaven? Let me make it very simply as I finish. Are you saved? I'm not asking you, are you a member of a church? I'm not asking you, are you part of a denomination? I'm asking you, are you saved? You see, every one of us has kept the first appointment in life. It's called the appointment of birth. There is a time to be born. We've all kept that. And if Jesus tarries, we'll also keep a time to die. But friend, this morning, there's another appointment that you just have to keep. And that appointment is at the foot of an old rugged cross. And what is that appointment where you look at that one on that middle cross, hanging there between two thieves? You know, all the trouble started in Eden's garden with two thieves, Adam and Eve, who took of the tree of life, or took of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God just says, listen, I'm going to make right what they have done wrong. And he hung his son between two thieves. And when he hung there on that cross, he wasn't hanging there as a martyr. He wasn't hanging there as a demonstration of his love. There was more to than that. Because all your sins, all your iniquities on him was laid. And there the wrath of God cascaded down upon him. God punished him as though he was the sinner that you may be free. And when you come to him and you trust him, do you know what he does? He takes your sinfulness and he gives you his righteousness. And when you stand before him, you don't stand in your best Sunday go to meeting suit. But you stand in garments of salvation and a robe of righteousness that our Father has given us. Sir, are you saved? Do you know Christ really as your own personal Savior? Can you point to a day and an hour when you came and you said, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Come into my life, save me, wash me, have mercy on me. And are you walking with him? Are you walking with him? Well, Pastor David, how's that a time? Because Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day. Of salvation. Let's bow our heads, shall we? Can you bow your heads for a second?
Would you just close your eyes for a second? If you're a child of God here today, could I ask you, would you pray? As you sit in your seat, would you pray? Because, you know, I kind of think there may be one or two people here this morning who's not saved. And do you know something? I want this to be their time. Their time when they come to Christ. Their time when they get saved. Their time when they get washed in the precious blood. Their time when they get adopted as a child of God. I want this to be their time. So while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, Christian, will you pray? Is there someone here this morning and you're not saved? Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter whether this is your hundredth visit to court church or your first visit. But you realize today that if you die today, you're not going to heaven. You've heard God's word this morning. You've heard about a Savior called Jesus who came into the world in God's time that ultimately he would give you the best time of eternity. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, is there someone in church this morning and you know you're not saved? And this morning God has spoke to you and you would really love to be saved. And you would just say in your heart, Pastor David, pray for me. I need to get right with God. I need to be saved. If there's someone this morning and that's you, and there's no one watching, just me, would you have the courage right now at this time? Would you have the courage? Would you just lift up your hand? Would you just lift up your hand in the air and then take it down again? And that raised hand says to me, Pastor, I'm not saved, but I want to be saved. If there's one this morning, it doesn't matter who you are, but you know you need to be saved. Would you have the courage? Just lift up your hand. Lift it up right now. As people all around you pray, is there someone this morning who would say, God bless you, young man, down there, about wow, a third of the way from the back. Is there someone else this morning? God is speaking to you. He said, Pastor, I'm not saved. I'm not living right. If I died the day or if Jesus came today, I'm lost. Friend, let this be your time, your time of salvation. Is there someone else this morning who would say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm coming to Christ. If there is, would you raise your hand? God bless you. A young person right down at the back. Is there someone else? Is there someone else? Man or a woman? Boy or girl? Visitor or someone who comes on a regular basis? I'm asking for the last time, is there someone else? Is that it then? And friend, I'm going to leave that issue with you. Those two people who raised their hands, I want you to do something. I'm going to pray a prayer. And in our church in Belfast, we do this every Sunday. And I'm going to pray this prayer, and I'm going to say it about five or six words at a time. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want you to repeat it after me. And I want you to put your heart behind it. I want you to mean it with all your heart. And if there's someone else here this morning and God has been speaking to you, but you never raised your hand, you pray this prayer too. Come on, let's pray. And every other Christian, would you pray it with us as well to encourage these couple of people? Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that he is the Son of God. He is the only way of salvation. 
He is the only door and gate to heaven. I believe He's the Son of God. And I also believe and confess that I am a sinner. I deserve nothing. Nothing but your justice. Nothing but your judgment. But I come to you today. Forgive me of my sin. See of my soul. Wash me in your precious blood. Remove all my sins as far away from me as the east is from the west. Oh, come into my heart. Take a broom as it were and sweep my heart clean and come and take up residence and live in me. Let this be my time my time of salvation, my time of being adopted as a child of God. Thank you for hearing me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And everybody said, if you raised your hand this morning, if you raised your hand, I think it was mostly young people, Pastor Patrick, you're the youth man. Would you come after the service, would you pop and say hello to Patrick? And just let him know what you've done this morning. He's not going to give you a hard time. He's a really lovely guy, actually. So he is. Come and say hello to him. And if there's anyone else, maybe there's someone here with a question this morning. Come and see Pastor Stephen. Come and see Pastor Nick. Any of the church leaders, may God bless you. I love this place. I love you guys. I love coming here. I mean that. You're in my prayers. You're in my thoughts. And I pray that your best days are not behind you. I pray that your best days are still to be. Your times are in his hands. Give him glory. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.